Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilaria. And today our guest is Alicia Silverstone. I know so many of you are going to remember her and love her from Clueless. And you can also check her out in her new movie, Bad Therapy. And it is our pleasure to get to chat with her and catch up with her now. She is a mama, a brilliant mama and a kind mama um, to her little boy, Bear, who's nine. Um, and just catching up with her in, you know, from home in quarantine. What's it been like uh, to try to juggle and, and manage her pretty interesting lifestyle. I bet it's different than a lot of yours might look um, in terms of just her commitment to a really clean diet and a very, um, a very gentle uh, and kind way of living. But it's, um, but it's, you know, it definitely takes commitment and she's walking us through what that journey has been like and her newest project and um, some of the, some of the ways that she's making sense of her universe right now. Yeah. And it's also, uh, we want to mention that it's the 25th anniversary of Clueless. Wow. That is outrageous. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it was a very influential movie for me, I have to say. And you'll hear that I bring up, I know everybody like knows the quote, he's kind of a Baldwin. Um, and that was one of my like references of knowing who Alec was before, before, like when I met him and like, I didn't really have it very clear. I'd seen like a couple movies kind of, um, but, um, as not the biggest cinephile in the world, um, it, I was very grateful for, for Clueless and the mention there, you know, big education there. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it. She's very, very passionate about animals and eating well. Um, so I'm sure that you are going to learn a lot. Here's Alicia. Mom, Hi, I'm Alicia Silverstone, and um, I'm the co-founder of My Kind Organics and the author of The Kind Diet and The Kind Mama, and you can find recipes and all kinds of things on my Instagram, and I'm in bad therapy right now, this movie that I'm really excited about. How are you surviving the quarantine? You know, I'm my heart goes out to everyone who who is uh, dealing with illness and who is suffering with financial insecurity and loss. And um, of course, people who, who have lost loved ones. I lost a friend. It's very sad. Um, I've just been really focused on all of the activities that I can do to help. There's a few really amazing organizations that I've been highlighting and supporting. And um, one of them is my friend Christian Siriano. He's been making masks. He turned his entire studio into a mask factory. So wow. that's amazing. And um, there's another one that I really love. I want to get the name right. It's um, it's uh, yeah, Frontline Responders Fund on GoFundMe. But basically, you know, they're taking. Uh, we don't have enough supplies for our nurses and for our doctors. They get the the necessary equipment, the real necessary equipment to them very fast. There's also another organization called Support and Feed, which is so wonderful because um, they are providing food to people who are food insecure and also people who are on the front line. And um, the food is plant-based. Were you vegan before you got pregnant? Were you vegan after? I'm so curious about how your sort of journey into this way of eating and wellness and um, and all the sort of pursuits you've made since becoming a mom happened. Is it, Was it 
Was it before? Was it when you, once you were pregnant? Like, how did you sort of start to fall into this category? I was, my whole story is in The Kind Diet, this book that I wrote. And basically what happened is it was before my son. So it was 20 years ago. But when I was a little girl, the bottom line is my brother was making the sounds of the animal that I was eating when I was eight years old. And it was horrifying to me. I never thought oh, about wow. where my food came from. And then I was so young, I was eight, and there was no one around me who was vegan or vegetarian. So I was vegetarian in my mind for probably a month or something, if that, eating ice cream and whatever, like not eating healthy, balanced food. I just was doing what I thought was not animals. And But over time, I sort of struggled with it. And it's what I call flirting. I sort of played with the idea of it until I was 21. And um, when I was 21, I saw a documentary of how they raise animals for food. And this like destroyed me to the core. Nothing's ever, aside from like ending a marriage and some serious things in my personal life, nothing's reached my core as deeply as seeing what hum- what we are as humanity and how we treat others. I mean, it is so vile and disgusting and just not okay with me at all. And I couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore and go, you're a good person and be contributing to what misery, you know. How is it raising your son this way? It's really amazing. You know, um, that's why I ended up writing The Kind Mama when I was pregnant because I, I wanted to really help people boost their fertility and realize that, you know, I mean, The Kind Mama is a great book if you've been trying to get pregnant or if you want to get pregnant, um, it will help you, you know, really clean out the baby house so that it's an environment for a baby. So when I was, when I was pregnant with Bear, I just felt, um, like he was getting the best nourishment from me, right? Through my body. And then I breastfed him for a very long time. So he was getting the best nourishment through my breast. And then his, you know, his food has always been, I mean, all I can tell you is he's turned into a little chef and his favorite food is kale. So I don't know how many people, your kids probably like vegetables a lot, but most, you know, most people would say that they, their kids are not eating like that. And it's just because it's not part of their their everyday food. You know, if we don't, if we don't eat that way, they don't eat that way. The point being that my son grew up eating brown rice and kale and um, bok choy and all those things. Now, now I've, I've heard that he's a super, a super namaste kid as well. Like he's very chill. He's doesn't have so many tantrums. And also your way of parenting is, is very kind as well. So I'm always, I mean, I have three boys and they're wild. (laughs) They're also within three years of each other. And I find that sometimes it's really hard to teach them not to kill each other without yelling at them. So I don't know what you're, other than the um, not having three boys in three years, what what are some other other tips and tricks you might have? I mean, I will definitely say I have no idea what it is to have more than one child. I have one child. So I... You know, maybe if I had another one, everything that I'm saying would go out the window. But I don't think so because I think that so while he's super chill in his soul, like he's really he's such a good little guy, so sweet and loving. He's also a wild animal beast because he's like Bruce Lee in the kitchen. I'm like I'm trying to cook and he's Bruce Lee. He's just like, come on, watch. You know, he's he's and he's never taken a class in his life. He's just like jump kicking and like going crazy. So I think he's really athletic and really strong and really awake, like really alive. And not one part of him is suffering from this food choices or lack of protein, as people would say, when everyone's having too much protein. Our kids 
are having the right amount of protein, protein for your body. So he's getting everything he needs and there's zero sign of any deficiency. You know, he's really doing well. But, um, in terms of how I speak to him, you know, we really communicate so well. And yeah, there's never been a need for me to yell at him. I remember one time we were in the pool and this was a long time ago. I think it was that we were having friends over or some kind of little party. And he, I said something to him because I think he splashed me or something. And I said, no, thank you. And, um, and, and whatever I said, I said, I think he kind of hurt me by accident. You know how they always elbow you. I mean, I'm constantly being elbowed in the boob, you know, need in the chest. I mean, everything. I'm just abused by his body. It's no need to mean to, <laughs> but whatever it was, he did something that made me have a guttural reaction of like, no. And he goes to me and he, I saw his face drop and he was just like, mommy, you yelled at me. I said, I yelled at you, baby. I don't think you know what a yell is because <laughs> I hadn't even rarely raised my voice. But for him, it felt like a lot because he's so not used to it. Yeah. And he goes, you were so serious. I said, ah, I spoke with a serious voice. Right. And he said, yeah. And I said, why do you think that is? He goes, cause you wanted me to stop. I said, it hurt me. I just wanted you to understand that it hurt. And it was my reaction, but I, that's not a yell, my love. I don't yell at you. Yell, I can, you want me to practice yelling? You want to hear what, like, let's hear what a yell is. But, uh, so, so I, but yeah, like all I have to say to him, honestly, I've always, uh, there was a moment where we had to sort of, when they're so young that you have to sort of hold them down yeah. for a second and like hold them till they calm down and you just go, I know, baby, I know you're so upset. Right. But as a, other than that, like, all I have to say to him is no, thank you. And he goes, okay, mama. And sometimes I have to repeat myself, you know, like, Bear, please, I asked you to do this. Can you do this? Remember? And he goes, oh, yeah. And then he'll forget again. On the way there, he forgets. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, because he's eight. That's amazing. But no, it's really no, there's no yelling. How do you hold that up with having 24 hours, seven day a week exposure? Like, and, and, and I know you, um, I mean, I, it's, you've had a lot of practice with it, which I think is the, is the most, I mean, your, your mental pathway is primed for patience and soothingness, yeah. but I'm so curious for so many moms who I know are going to listen to this and be like, I want that. I want to be that yeah. person, but I'm just so frazzled all the time. Teach yeah. us. <laughs> well, I think that the, I do think that the, um, the most important foundation part of this whole thing is mama's sleep right? Mm. So I, if I don't get a good night's sleep because I didn't eat as well as I, when I eat perfect food, my mm -hmm. sleep is perfect. I wake up and I'm like, bring it. What do you got? I'm ready. Right. But if I don't eat well and then I don't sleep well, I am so extra sensitive and I'm a really sensitive person to begin with. So, and I just notice what I do when I, so on the days where I'm feeling extra sensitive. So my number one recommendation is to read the kind diet and get your diet cleaned up so that you feel your best. So you can be the most present for your child, the most patient, present being that you can. And for yourself, so you can savor them, right? That's number one. But on those days when everything goes to hell, cause it happens, right? You don't feel good. You didn't sleep well enough. You're or you're getting your period and everything, you're extra sensitive. Like Bear said to me yesterday, mommy, are you okay? <laughs> and I said, does mommy look sad? Or what does mommy look like? And he says, you just, I don't know. You look a little sad. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm having adult worries. And he said, what are they about? He always wants to know. And I struggle with, should I tell him or should I keep it to myself? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just still feeling a little bit, um, uh, sensitive about the com a conversation that I had with your daddy yesterday. 
And so I, he was seeing my worry and it's real and I can't just pretend it's not there. And I don't want him to think that my mommy's fine all the time. Right. So I said, I'm sorry, baby, mommy's going to be a little bit, um, you know, sensitive and vulnerable for a little bit. And sure enough, he and I went into the kitchen and started cooking. And all of a sudden I said, you made me feel better. I'm better already just because we communicated and everything was fine. Um, but on those days where it's not as good, where I don't feel as good, what I just try to do is get with myself for a second. I often have to apologize to him. <laughs> you know, I'll say, Bear, I tell him, you know, if I, if he feels like I'm being a little bit snarky or something, he'll let me know. And I'll say, Bear, I'm really sorry. Mommy's just feeling a little tired. Got to get a good night's sleep tonight. And um, so he knows and then we know. And, and, and my being snarky doesn't look like anything much. It's just we're so in tune with each other that mm-hmm. he can sense that I'm not necessarily like as spunky as usual. Um, of course, there's those moments where you think to yourself, I just want your voice to stop. <laughs> Right. As a mom, you're like, please, please. Or you're just like those. (laughs) Everyone has those moments where you just go, I know I love my child so much, but God, can he just vanish? (laughs) Because they don't (laughs) stop talking. But when they do that, what I say to him, what I've noticed is I have the right, because I think we sometimes don't give ourselves the right. I say to him, Bear, let's have quiet time. Let's have some quiet time. And he'll go, okay, mommy. You know, he understands Because sometimes I think we just, we let them push us too long before we ask for it and we get annoyed before, but it's okay to take your space. Like if we let them 24 seven will be them just in your ear and then you have no space for yourself. Right. And you're like, do I even exist? Sometimes I wonder like, do I, can I go to the bath? I can't even go to the bathroom. He's in the bathroom with me talking to me. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do anything. He's like, mom, mom, bear, I'll be there in a minute. I'm literally going pee. Um, you and know? allowing yourself to have that space not only helps you, but it helps them understand that there's other people in the world and that they need to be compassionate. Yes. Them compassion. Yeah, 100%. Yes. And remembering that they're not, because I know that there's a tendency, I, I feel it sometimes where I'm like, are you selfish? But then you're like, no, they're self-centered. That's what this age is. They only mm-hmm. know themselves and mm-hmm. it's important development. So we don't have to be, we don't have to shame them for that. Or it's just knowing that that's their, that's their awareness and gently sort of so- showing them that they're going to have to wait, that they're going to have to be patient, that they're going to have to accept that we all, that there's other people here too. Yeah. I think it's important. I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I do think they are testing. I think a lot of, um, you know, early childhood is testing what they'll get away with and how you'll respond to certain scenarios. And absolutely that is their first education in thinking about life outside their body because otherwise it is self, it is very self-centered. Um, and I do, I totally agree with you that it, part of it's about catching yourself before you get to your wits end, like noticing the seven mile markers before you get to that, like point of no return. Um, And, uh, you know, and, and, and for me, it's also, I just like listening to you talk, not to go back to food, but I like, I grew up vegetarian and I'm no longer vegetarian. So it's not meat. That's the trigger for me, but it's sugar. Like I totally notice when my, my mood is unmanageable. My, like my sense of control of my own response is less, is, is less, uh, well-oiled when I, when I'm like, you know, eating crap that I should not be eating, which is a good reason not to eat that crap again. I do think quarantine is an interesting point for all relationships because, um, like certainly as a mom, I'm just, and I've talked this before on, on the show, but I, 
I'm learning so much about my kids. Like even as a hugely present mother who thought I knew my children really well, I'm learning so much about their learning style, about like the specific minute of the morning when they just lose their and goes insane. Like the, you know, the little points in their day where they need extra help or extra pick-me-ups. Like I'm learning all of that with them and, and my relationship with them is, is being, you know, is, is, is having to be fluid as my roles for them have to evolve. Like I'm now their teacher. I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm all these new things for them as well. Um, and I think, you know, with, with my husband, I do think that we are trying to figure out how to navigate, um, you know, I think we're, we're on the same page for a lot of things, but trying to figure out how to navigate, like structuring your day. He's a really organized, Laurie knows he's like Mr. Precision, a really organized, methodical person. And I'm a little bit like Aquarius flighty, like, let's try this, you know, <laughs> very in and yeah. I feel like I'm like your husband. You are, you're my husband, <laughs> which works. And I need that desperately. It structures me, but it's also, it's, it's, it's crazy when you're 24 seven with people who, you know, your entire days are, are trying to navigate around each other. So anyway, I, I just, I like that. And maybe this is a really good point to talk about your brand new movie, Bad Therapy. <laughs> I feel like everyone wants some kind of therapy these days. You, I, I feel like you're, you know, you've like 12 new projects coming out, so many exciting things on the horizon. So, um, what's, what, I mean, as it, was it, was it weird jumping back in so heavily into work? Like what was, um, cause you, I mean, you were, you were so deep into mommyhood too. And what's that sort of navigation been like for you? So bad therapy is a script that I read like, um, maybe a year ago. I mean, not, sorry, not a year ago, a year prior to shooting it. And when I read it, I just loved the characters so much. What I love, we were talking about mamas losing their minds, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when this very normal girl, just like all of us, starts, she, she wants to go to therapy with her husband because she wants to work on a few things. They're in love. They love each other very much, but she's having uh, some concerns and a, and a healthy therapist would have probably sorted it out quite quickly because they love each other very much. (laughs) And the work that needed to be done is not really that much, but they picked the wrong therapist and the therapist, they go down the rabbit hole and she takes this normal woman and this, my character's name is Susan Howard and Susan Howard literally spirals down she goes, she really loses it, ends up pulling a knife on her husband, just to give you some perspective. Um, <laughs> you know, she, wow. and that's just so fun. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? I wonder how many times this has happened during the quarantine. I mean, different people <laughs> Right? <laughs> so this, this therapist that they put their trust in just really manipulates them and really tries to ruin their lives. And she does. And then gladly, I mean, the good news is that they, um, love and their trust all comes back in the end. So it's okay. But they really are challenged for a while. <laughs> it's a dark, dark comedy. I was gonna say, is it a comedy? It sounds oh, yeah, it's it totally a comedy. A comedy. It could be a horror story. It's so <laughs> funny. It's perfect for this time. You would love it because if anybody's ever considered going to therapy with their partner or is has been in therapy, you'll get a real kick out of it. And Rob Corddry and Michaela Watkins are such good actors and they're just so fun to work with. So it's a really, it's a treat. How is it staying staying at home now with uh, with your son in school? Well, you know, for me, it doesn't feel much different in terms of, for example, when we are spending, when we spend our weekends together, um, you know, we really luxuriate. I don't know why, but he and I are, time just goes, you know, we, we make dinner, we take a bath, we talk, we giggle. And like, it's already almost 
8.30 and, and he got home at 4.30. And I'm like, how do we just spend four hours? You know, we just do because I'm present with him. So what's not different for me is on those weekends, just the two of us. And when I'm doing that with him, it's really just him and me. There's nothing else. And I love that. And so, you know, we're used to being just the two of us and really being together. So that part doesn't feel so different. The 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 schooling part is math and reading and um and Spanish and German. But the way in which it's taught is so sort of playful and it, it ends up being about an hour of work a day if you really kind of push it all together, the ex the actual assignments. It is hard for me. I get a little overwhelmed when I open it up and I'm like, God, there's so many things, you know, and it just looks like a lot. But when you start to, if you patiently read it, it's like not that big a deal. But his dad has been doing a lot of his schoolwork with him, which is funny in itself, but also great. So, um, because then I can do things like this. Um, but it's really, I'm, I have to say it's, it's not bad. Like he and I, one of the exercises was a Mad Lib where the teacher gave us, it was to do nouns and verbs to learn what those are. So, you know, I would say, give me a noun. And then we would talk about, you know, he'd forget every time and then you kind of <laughs> go through it. And by the end you build the story. And so I think it's, there may, it's quite fun, all of it. And we sing together and in the bathtub we're we're doing his math. I'll just say sort of let's, we review the time times table. So it's not like this and like this, that's not how it is. It's more it's like playful learning. It's a way to play. Yeah. Yeah. And like, tell me bear what's four times four and he'll go, okay. Hmm. And he'll, you know, he'll work it out. And so I don't know. It, do, it doesn't feel that hard for me, but I don't go to a regular, uh, school where they're on computers and they're doing tests and things like that. So I don't know, that might be an entirely different world that I'm not familiar with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think a lot of it right now, what I'm hearing from, you know, both my experience with our school and, and my mom friends that have kids in other schools is a lot of it is just this big transition for not just for us and our children, but also for the teachers of everybody trying to communicate. And we are almost like teachers aides. Yes. And I said to the teachers, I said, I need you to think about teaching me as a teacher to teach my kids. Yeah. Don't try to just go straight to the kids because obviously, yeah. I mean, especially with my kids age, like they, I mean, Carmen could read, but the other ones can't, they can't right. maneuver emails and links and passwords no. and all this different kind of stuff. So you really have to, uh, communication between, um, teacher and, and parent is extremely, extremely important always, but especially now, but it is, it is a big transition. Um, is he having a hard time? What about in terms of play dates? I know like my kids, they're really struggling with the fact that they can't see their friends. And it's so funny because like normally I'm like, no, we're not going to use the phone too much. We're not going to use a computer too much, the iPod, all these kinds of things. And now they have like virtual Zoom meetings for their classes yeah. and FaceTime play dates and stuff like that. And it's just such an interesting thing where we are spending so much time as a family and you have that bonding and you're like, wow, this is real great connection. But then so much of it is digital as well, you know? Yeah. There's one day a week where they have a meeting with all their students. And I, it was very difficult, the coordination of it all. I didn't, in this process, I spilled 
water on, I mean, tea on Christopher's computer. We, there was cookie crumbs everywhere. The whole thing was a disaster. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, this is, it's cause it's stressful. You know, he can't, he's like, doesn't know how to, you, cause you have to raise your hand. And then the teacher doesn't even know how to respond to that raising of the and hand. And they're on mute it's, and they're like, they can't hear yes, me. It's, it's like so stressful. Answers. So I just went, this is too stressful for me. So I said to Christopher, you can handle this next week when this happens, you can be there for the zoom call. And he did. And Bear seems to like it. So that's good as long as he likes it. But for me, it's too high. It's just too intense. Um, But in terms of him missing his friends, like he has one dear friend that he loves so much. And we'll FaceTime like once every other week or once a week. And um, he's fine. He's He'll say sometimes, like he wrestles me a lot, Bear. He really loves to wrestle me. And yesterday we were playing tag and he was trying to, you know, he's like running, you know, he wants to really play with me. And I know that he he loves that, but I, I know that I'm not as good a wrestling partner as his best friend, Christos. So, um, I know he misses that and I know he misses him. You're very, very, very lucky. I know I am really lucky. And I think I've put a lot of hard work into creating that situation. So I'm very lucky and very grateful, very aware of how lucky and grateful I am all the time. And the fact that I don't have to get up at 6.30 in the morning to take my kid to school and instead I get to lay in bed with him for hours, giggling and talking, and then the dogs come in and we all snuggle and then it's 11 o'clock and Bear and I go, what have we done? We literally made breakfast and laid in bed and talked and nothing else, nothing, nothing else. And that to me is just such luxury. I feel so blessed that, you know, that's not... When when norm when we are allowed to go out, every single day is accounted for. You know, Sunday you get to the farmers market on time. Saturday there's like a class we like to go to. Um, mommy goes to dance class and he comes with me. So it's like every day is sort of accounted for that you don't get to unless you're on vacation. Really, just do not have nowhere to be. Right. And of course, today I had somewhere to be. I'm meeting you guys, but other most of the time we just get to be. And I find that so heavenly. And, um, so I'm so grateful for it, but yes, it's a, it's, it's exhausting, but what the, I guess the biggest thing I've learned how to do, and maybe this will help you is sort of remember that this, and, and it also goes back to what you're talking about with school is like, this is a special time and it's a time that none of us could have imagined and it's not going to last forever. And savor it, really. Like, do the best we can to savor every moment because our little be- our little babies don't need to know that something so sad and serious is happening in the world. So we want to like enjoy everything, right? And and so I just really try to do that. And how I do that is making less pressure on myself to get stuff done because I had I have so much work to do that it overwhelms me beyond belief. I'm sure you guys do too. And even just creating a menu or figuring out what to make can, you know, like mommy has to figure out what we're going to eat for dinner. So I need you to be quiet for a minute so I can figure this out or we have no food, (laughs) you know, like those kinds of basic things that you're trying to function and do. But I, I started to make my little paper for the next day and make it so much less. And even teachers, I heard some teachers say, not at our school, but at our school too. But they said, someone said like, if they do nothing in this period, it's okay too. You know, that really, what are they going to miss out on? Like, if they get to have our patient, happy, whole selves, able to love them and enjoy them, then this is an amazing time. And it might be the best time of their lives, you know? And um, 
So I'm doing the best I can to do that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. No, it definitely does. <laughs> I mean, I think that gratitude is at least what gets gets me through every single day, of trying, just keeping everything in perspective. And there are those times, I mean, I, I live in New York um, and I, there are those times I am a city person and I miss just walking around and being able oh, to go here and there's the freedom, like stu- stupid things that I can't even complain about, like going and getting my cup of coffee in the morning. You know, I get my kids off to school, my three older ones, they go to the same school. And then the baby and I, um, who's one, we'll go and like get a cup of coffee, you know, and I just love that. I love all those rituals and going to being able to go to my workout and being able to go to an actual like office to be able to work. You know what I mean? All of these yes. things that you'd love to do. But I do realize that this time is not forever and it's important to stay positive and, and, um, and just grateful because we are so lucky that we get to do this with the people that we love most. We are, we're very, very, very fortunate for that. Yeah. I think that we are so lucky and there's so much to be grateful for. I I appreciate that sentiment. And please do tell us your favorite thing. My favorite thing. There's kind of a few favorite things. One of them is what I just told you that I love waking up with my son and spending hours in bed. It's just delicious and not having anywhere to go. I love that. That's my favorite thing. And another favorite thing is cooking from the kind diet and cooking. I'm just cooking all my son is cooking. He's making all kinds of things. The the cooking feels so good. The plant-based food that nourishes us and keeps our immune system strong. And I'm also- What's a favorite recipe you're making that he'll actually eat too? Oh, he eats everything. I mean- (laughs) I'm, well, of course. <laughs> I'm, he's, I mean, the thing we make every single day, no matter what, that is a part of our being healthy and also just is delicious. We always have probably twice a day, at least kale or bok choy or cabbage. And what we do is if it's in the morning, we blanch it. So we have like awake energy. And if it's in the evening, we steam it. So it gives you a more relaxed energy in your body. And then we put uh, lemon, fresh squeezed lemon, a little bit of umeboshi plum vinegar, some flaxseed oil. I toast some seeds, like sunflower seeds or papita seeds, you know, pumpkin seeds, and and put a little bit of shoyu on those. And the, this is divine. And and I have a video of it on my Instagram, so you can see how to do it. I show how to cook it, and kids just shove it in their mouths like candy. They just love it, and. Um, So we make that every day, no matter what. And then I'm obsessed with taking avocados. I'm lucky enough to have an avocado tree and it's, it skipped a year and now it's happily providing and they're not that flavorful, but they're, they're like good, big, creamy avos. So I put them in the blender with a little bit of cacao powder and, um, dates that I've soaked and it, and a little vanilla chocolate pudding and it's the craziest (laughs) yummiest chocolate pudding and i'm just like i only let myself do it once a week but it's so good (laughs) it's like twelve thousand calories twelve thousand calories i mean it's so much fat and i i as i'm eating it i feel the like that it doesn't really like my body that much because i'm having a jar of it like if i just had half it would be reasonable but i eat about a jar It's too yummy. So those are my favorite things. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. This is a all right, guys, that was Alicia Silverstone. I definitely learned a lot. I love her passion. Um, I love her joy and her gratitude in being a mom and and, and her outlook of, of what we're all going through right now, just in terms of being present 
and being grateful and being positive and, and giving back. You know, she's, she's a big giver, not just in the products that she's created and the knowledge that she's put down in books, but also in terms of her continual giving to the different, um, charities and organizations that she had that she has mentioned. No, I think that's, it's, it's very, um, it's very inspiring to hear people talk about things that they've committed a lifetime to. And now it's time for our favorite things. (laughs) Now it's time for our favorite things. So my favorite thing today are the Beyblades. Um, I was very skeptical at the beginning, but they come in like three parts. And to watch my kids learn how to put them together, and it has taken a while because it does, I mean, even for an adult, it takes a minute to kind of figure it out. And then also they have like these launchers and figure out, it teaches them like the left and the right and how to pull them. And they can, they learn to spin them without the launcher and on different surfaces. And they think about like which surfaces they can spin them on and like, like a rug where it's a little bit more difficult. Um, so I've actually, you know, as one of these extremely nerdy toys, um, it's actually something that I find to be pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then they also have like all these names, like Carmen, what are the names? Wonder Valtriac, Valtriac, Scalius, um, what else? Dragon King. Dragon King. They have like really like nerdy names as well. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll take that over, you know, just shoving an iPad in front of their faces. You know what I mean? And like they'll, they'll eat and they'll be playing with them at the same time. Mommy? It's almost like a little something that's like a little bit fidgety. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of cool. So anyway, that is my favorite thing. Love it. My favorite thing this week is going to be, um, I'm really getting into guys like the once a week or twice a week crafts or food projects or things you can do with the kids that, that where their learning doesn't really register for them as like, as a lesson, quote unquote, it's just more something fun that they're actually learning through. So this week it's going to be professional grade gummy bear molds. (laughs) So easy to use. And, um, and so we've been making elderberry gummy bears in like, you know what? You that's good because elderberry want. gummies are beginning to be very difficult to find. See, very difficult wrong. to find. Um, but it's and it, it but anyway, just something fun for the kids to do. We mix up this little, you know, gelatin and and elderberry honey and whatever else, and um, and then they use a little dropper to fill them up and let them let them uh, you know, harden into their molds. It's just something where again, they really look forward to it. It's something to spend an hour of your day doing. It, it teaches them if they're old enough to learn about like proportions and math and ratios. And even if it's just, even if they're not, it's just something fun to do. And then they get to eat them, which is, you know, better than normal candy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my thing. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, please, please, please. Um, we love our growing mom brain community and all of that comes from, from you guys just sharing what, what resonates with you. Email us mombrainpod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Um, follow us on Instagram, all those places. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Carmen, want to say bye? Bye. Bye guys. This is mom brain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom brain is a gallery media group, original production.